Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, and maybe the eventual host of the spinoff show, Brown Bag Butts, Mr. Andy Molitor. How are we doing today, Andy? I'm still sick. I don't feel good. Don't want to be here. Don't care. Don't like any of you guys. Just want to lay down on my floor. But you know, it's a it's a Wednesday, so I'm gonna gamble. Um, Maybe choose your bed I, over the floor. Just a thought. I'm so at my office. I don't have a bed yet, right? So here's the thing: my office used to have a futon over there where I would lay on, but then pandemic and kids can't go to the school anymore, so they're it's over here everything. on Chromebooks doing daddy school where they're just learning nothing, just going to worthless meetings on Chromebooks. And I had to replace my futon with a table. That futon got put out in the back shed, got ruined. So now I'm futonless. Ugh. Whoa. Is hey, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to fill your college? I know. I, I was, I honestly, I texted my wife. I'm going to see if Uber Eats will deliver one of those giant bean bags. I always get ads for on, you know, like the ones that are like a, it's like a love sack ripoff, or it's like it's a couch, oh, it's yeah. a bed, it's a bean bag. No one will deliver one of those, by the way. You can basically only get stuff from uh, Walgreens or Quick Trip. But oh, yes, I have some golf to talk about as we gear up for the last one of the of the calendar year. Pretty much, I have some college hoops. I ended up just. Um, passing out slash laying down before I could bet college basketball yesterday. I went back and checked. So naturally the year I'm having, I would have had a slightly winning day um, on the bets I didn't play. So that's another swift kick in the nuts for me. But uh, yeah, let's, let's head down to the beautiful, the Southern tip of the Eastern seaboard of the ring of fire and head to Buenos Aires and bet some tennis before we get to any of that. We'll be very good with the geography. Obviously, Buenos Aires. Now, that would be a nice place to lie down. I bet they have a beach where you could oh. lie down. And again, maybe work on brown bag butts. Just white sand. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go to Rio but for that. But tennis does continue again. Um, matches have been really sparse. And unfortunately, Andy, they're playing a lot of inconvenient time zones. I didn't realize this. Pretty much all the tennis is over by about 11 or so o'clock in the morning. But there is one match still in Buenos Aires. I'm going to double check quickly um, when they expect that to start. Should be shortly after the show here. But um, uh, somebody's been on a couple times as an underdog. Again, it's a little bit of a clay swing here. Um, we kind of missed South American clay season earlier in the year. And I guess that's kind of what they're doing to finish the season. I like it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, Flipping through here, just trying to see. Yes, all right. So do have a little bit of time for this one. Shouldn't start right now till 1.30 Eastern. So you've got about an hour or so after the show. But the timing, again, has been goofy. So try to get it in sooner rather than later. But it's not the next matchup. It's two matches up after one that's still going. So you've got some time. Again, they only play on one quarter time. It's all right. I digress. Julia Grabber is the opponent here. Real solid player, someone that um, – is pretty successful in these level of tournaments. I'm curious to see what she does next year, move it up into the 250s. She's been able to accumulate enough ranking points, I believe, to make it up to that level and is pretty solid on this surface. You know, as I talked about the two underdogs we bet yesterday, they both should have been underdogs, and so should Paula Ormachea here. But I'm really struggling to get out to such a big number here. Ormachea has had kind of a rough season, but has worked her way back into some good form. Um, absolutely trucked the smaller ITF tournament. I believe it was just last week on Clay. 
um, really coming in here. I believe it's on a seven, almost eight match win streak for her. Um, you know, grab her, very solid opponent. Again, I do have her favorite in this match, but um, more in the minus 140, plus 140 range as opposed to what we're seeing here, plus 170, plus 175 available at any of the places that have this. So a little afternoon, Doug, um, and just play the money line here. If this goes poorly, Grabber probably will blow her out. So um, the spread's only around three, three and a half games. Just skip that all together. Give me Ormachea here, plus 170 or better. Underdog. And as we did mention off the top, the RSM Classic on beautiful Sea Island. I'm just going to run through my outrights here quick. If you miss the show, and here's the thing. I don't think you're going to be able to get these prices. I just talked about this off air. Um, I'm not the best about getting early bets in on golf. I know some people that are betting like Monday morning as soon as it's popped. It's like, oh, my God, I got to bet this guy. Oh, my God, DraftKings has this price. I take a little more time. I'm usually Monday night, Tuesday morning. But, and this is nothing I did on my own. This was pure serendipity and beautiful luck. I bet into the market before Tony Fino withdrew. Tony Fino, of course, was the favorite. It would be like the Super Bowl odds having to reset if they just said, hey, guess what? The Chiefs are ineligible for the playoffs this year. Like everybody else would have to move up a little. So I got uh, pretty decent prices on the the fellows I bet. I did bet Taylor Pendrith, who somebody just joked, who would, would have been the favorite here um, a couple months ago, the way he was playing, especially with Fino. But Matthew Neesmith, Davis Riley, Alexander Smalley, not Alexander Christensen, Taylor Pendrith, and Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley, I got... 80 or 90 to one. That's a bit of a longer shot. I went smaller bet on that one, but those are four of the bets I placed. And I did place my first RSM classic full tournament head to head this morning with a Luke list bet, even though this might be a bit of a putting contest and Luke list can't putt for shit. Sometimes he doesn't putt that bad. And when he doesn't, he plays well. And I think the rest of his game honestly just should set him up for one of those weeks where he only loses like, Two or three strokes on the green, like uh, it's just a, it's just a, a setup that maybe highlights his strengths. He's a really, really good ball striker. I have him as the second or third best ball striker in the entire field at this point. If you take Tony Fino out, he obviously moves up a spot in a lot of things. He's gained more strokes off the tee than almost anyone in the field over the last fifty rounds. His good drive gains are. So super high and again good drive gains as we talked about before are doesn't matter where the ball lands did you hit a green in regulation on that hole then it was a it should be called good enough drives like hey he could land in a tree if you climb up there and you hit a green in regulation it was a good enough drive so he ranks highly in all that stuff and guess what eduardo not eduardo that's his brother francesco molinari ranks pretty low in all of those and he's almost as bad of a putter as Luke List. These are both terrible putters. So I'm taking some, you know, team no putt on team no putt crime here. I laid the one and a half strokes at plus 105. I got this at Bet Online this morning. I think the price was a little worse at Chris, which honestly makes me happy as well. The only thing I could find that Molinari did better was a little bit of proximity numbers. I don't think it's going to matter since he's just much worse off the tee. So this is my favorite matchup of the tournament. This is a two-unit bet, noops. They all are. 
eventually I just realized like all my head to head stuff. They're all one unit bets. No, I started doing that uh, eventually. It's just like, you know what? I've been betting these heavier anyway. I should just put it in the Discord. Hey, these are two unit bets. Whatever. Well, so you've always struck me as someone that has like a unit for each individual sport as opposed to a global unit, if you will. Is that that fair? That is is fair. Like, uh, hey, you remember when I bet the Women's World Cup or Women's Euros? Those bets weren't as big as what we're betting on college basketball and golf. Like those are, it was more of a hey, this is fun for content, but I don't need to ruin my afternoon slash month by losing, which actually kind of bit me in the ass because we we did well in the women's heroes. So maybe those should have been uh, max units, but no, yeah, golf, golf. I, I'm pretty confident in the process over a long period, and the fact is, golf is more of a volume sport for me, where there's 40 tournaments a year where I'm placing three to five of these head-to-heads. So, I mean, hundreds of those bets a year, I'm fine just riding out the variance. And they did well enough over the past three, four years that I just wanted to denote for the people in Discord, like, I'm betting these heavier than I am outright. So I'm betting these heavier than I am betting, you know, daily matchups. So in if, if you're in the Discord, it is a two-unit bet. I like that. So, hey, go. I mean, it's something you got to think about. It's... I have more of a global unit that I try to use. So, like, tennis is a little bit smaller than NBA. And, like, if you notice in my sheet, I'll do it differently that way. But try to give people a little comparison. But, yeah, it's, you know, keep track of it. Have a unit size. Figure something out. I think it does make sense maybe to obviously be bigger and smaller on some sports. How you do that is up to you. Whether to have separate bankrolls or put them all together as one. Yeah. I It, it depends on your preference. But I, I like both ways. But like you said, you should be betting stuff. You should be betting more on the stuff you're confident in and the stuff you truly trust your process in. So, and that is where we're headed. We're headed on over. Let's skate on over to the NBA. It's been a tough beginning to the season. Again, um, seem to have a penchant for betting on or against teams that have particularly extremely good or extremely bad nights. Kudos to you. I don't think you actually bet the Sacramento Kings. You were just joking yesterday. but Yeah, I was just trying to be a dick in the NBA chat. Not only that, but I think the Pelicans covered, right? Oh, yeah. You would have been 2-0. Yeah, they won. Yeah, 2-0. Packages available in the NBA chat. I like yours tonight, though. I had my eye on this one. Yeah, did bet this last night. Um, was, this was one of the overnights I was paying attention. I was able to get a little bit better number here. Um, plus nine still around. We play the Houston Rockets tonight. Plus eight or better. Um, you know, two teams from a rest perspective in completely different places. The Rockets coming into this game pretty fresh. Jalen Green coming in from some time off, looking pretty good. You look at this Mavericks team. Now they are two games at home, so not necessarily as bad of a back-to-back. But you look at the game they played last night. Get out to a big lead over the Los Angeles Clippers. Kind of take their foot off the gas. Lose the third quarter, 33-15. to And then have to battle all the way through the fourth quarter um, You know, to win that game by just two points. You start to look at some of the minutes that the starters played. Uh, you know, I don't think that they were playing on 
keeping Luka Doncic on the floor for 40 minutes, especially the way they play. That's really choppy to play a lot early, sit down, kind of rest for a little while, and then have to build yourself back up. You know, uh, yeah, that's why they have the bikes and stuff on the side there to try to keep those guys warm. It's just really funky. And happy to go against this Mavericks team tonight, especially given um, what the coaching staff was talking about in terms of maybe even resting some of their better players tonight. So happy to get on this early. Again, even if Luka Doncic and all these guys play, the tired legs, the rest advantage here looks really great. Um, had this number myself closer to six points, um, maybe seven as I started to tweak a few things. But at this point, if they play, I really like this number again at eight or better. And there's a good chance, I think, that maybe we see Luka Doncic or some of the other players, uh, starters in the Mavericks rest tonight, and we'll have quite a bit of value in our pocket. So hopefully that works out. But really like the Rockets tonight. Give me plus nine. Plus all underdogs. You know what? You've put me in the mood. You've put me in the mood woof, for woof. some underdogs. And honest to God, I'm just too sick and tired of being sick and tired this morning to even <laughs> give you much much background to any of these. I'll tell you how I did this. Mm. I scraped a bunch of stats. I plugged it into my spreadsheets. I let it decide what I thought the numbers for these these should be. I went back and double-checked and made sure there wasn't some ridiculous travel spot or some awful injury or something where these teams are, uh, you know, like much, much worse than last year. Trying to adjust my priors off last year has been tricky at the beginning of the season, but some, some margin of success here and there. But anyway, the Marist Red Foxes of the MAAC. Maction is back, plus three and a half. Um, a real garbage, hot garbage matchup. This is two teams that are way down in the rankings. They both got to be in the 300s. I know Delaware State hasn't sniffed the 200s as far as overall, you know, Ken Palm or Torvik or whatever rankings for quite a while. This is a garbage squad. The, the fighting bees of Delaware State. But they're taking on an Ivy League team, and those are, I mean, unless you're Harvard or Yale, you're not getting out of the basement either. So Delaware State plus eight at Columbia. This is a nice one, too. This is a home game. Um, are we starting the ACC Big Ten Challenge? Is that happening, or is this just by by accident? Know. that they just... So that's a thing. They do this. It's dumb. Like, it's I, I don't, real dumb. I, the ACC whips the Big Ten every year. I, I mean, there's been years where the Big Ten has had some high-end teams and it's been close, but, yeah, for the most part, ACC is deep, guys. So it doesn't look like that's happening unless Virginia Tech plays Old Dominion. That's not a Big Ten team. I don't know, man. This is just a weird matchup, I guess, that's happening. Either way, it is the it's the preseason of the ACC Big Ten Championship or matchup challenge. Pittsburgh plus eight and a half hosting the fighting Wolverines of Michigan, who have a look ahead spot. Um you better major State. college programs. Ohio State in football. You know, that's uh, I, I don't think that's going to affect the basketball squad, but I uh, I have them a little overrated, even though they are a ranked team. I'm betting against a ranked team. AJ Donaldson just said the Big Ten has won the last three challenges. We must have the better basement. You know, maybe it, maybe there's a solid drop off after like the, the first few teams. Again, it's wow. we're, we're months away from me paying attention to college basketball, but. November 28th, Dan says. And then, because I respect the troops, this says I respect uh, the fact that Army plays in the Patriot League as if there are any other league they can play in. 
Army plus six at Siena. Army is one of uh, Siena, the undefeated Siennas. Siena Bison, I believe. Maybe that ends today. Maybe Siena their undefeated Rams. season, their dream season, comes to an end at the hands of the Army Black Knights. Plus six. Either way, I wouldn't care if they won or lost. As long as they lose by... Why did I say Bison? Siena Saints. That makes a lot more sense. So, um, Who am I thinking of that's the Bison up there, Dan? I, th- I know you'll come up with it before we close this out. Anyway, Howard? Is it Howard? Bucknell Bison. Thank you. Anyway, with that... College basketball, pro basketball, golf, professional golf. Country club sports. Women's tennis. Yes, this is some real country club sports kind of day. Happy hump day. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. I hope you win everything. Yeah, and uh, we'll play some Thursday night football tomorrow, huh? We'll see you then.